Welcome to our Good Friday service here at Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. We are grateful that you have joined us as we make our way into the shadows of the cross to see God's wondrous love for us and his never-ending grace stretched out before us. We invite you to join us also on Easter morning at 9 a.m. as we live stream our Easter celebration and as we also we will be broadcasting on channel 189, Comcast channel 189. Let us hear the word from the prophet Isaiah. Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases Yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his bruises we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. Let us pray. Gracious God, on this Good Friday, when so little good is visible, when so little sense is made, when so much uncertainty overwhelms, we praise you this night and ask that as we pause to survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, that in all our distancing in this time, that you would help us to draw close this night beneath the cross of Jesus, that we may see sorrow and love flow mingled down upon us, upon your children, your death for our life. Amen.
We huddle together on this day of gloom and fear. Who can understand such a perversion of justice? Why is God's evil far away from our groaning? We cry out, but God does not hear or answer us. Why do people despise and reject Jesus of Nazareth? He announced and demonstrated God's inclusive love. Surely God could have prevented Jesus' suffering. Why does God fail to intervene when we pray? Some say Jesus was made perfect through suffering. They see the cross as a sign of obedience and true worship. How can we see any light in this anguish? What can it mean that Jesus was wounded for us? A long history of discrimination born out of fear. A paralyzing instinct to go along with the crowd regardless of the cost. A tendency to make sport out of the suffering of others. In all of these ways and more, we know we fail to abide by your most important of commandments. We come together to confess to you the ways in which we have fallen short. Let us now pray the prayer of confession. O oh God, we see ourselves in the stories of this day. We see ourselves undisciplined in prayer, unable to stay awake to commune with you. We see ourselves reacting violently, as did Peter. We betray your trust in us and deny our commitment to you. We participate in the evil of Good Friday and the evil of our own day. This is not our intent. 
Save us from ourselves, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You have heard the cock crow, and you have confessed your guilt. As he loved and forgave the sins of his disciple, he loves and forgives us. Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I send you. And so today we can take up the cross, not as a burden, but as a privilege. We can devote ourselves to prayer. We can feed the hungry. We can stand for peace amid the prejudice that divides. We can boldly stand out from the crowd and shower our community with compassion, kindness, and love. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. Let us now say together a Lenten creed. We believe that our lives are held within the encircling love of God, who knows our names and recognizes our deepest needs. We believe that Christ is the divine child of the living God, and that his grace is like living waters that can never be exhausted. We believe in the birthing, renewing, enabling spirit of God, who yearns over our welfare as a mother yearns for her child. We believe that God is in the arid desert as well as in the green pastures, and that hard times and disciplines are also loving gifts. We believe that our journey has a purpose and a destination, and that our path leads to a human glory we cannot yet imagine. We believe that in the church we are fellow pilgrims on the road and that we are called to love one another as God loves us. This is our faith, and we are humbled to profess in Jesus Christ. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Pilate then called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people and said to them, you brought me this man as one who is perverting the people. And after examining him before you, behold, I did not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. And all went to be enrolled to their own cities. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. But they were urgent, demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave sentence that their demand should be granted. He released Barabbas, the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, who they asked for. But Jesus, he delivered up to their will. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And when they came to the place which is called the Skull, there they crucified him and two criminals, one on the right and one on the left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths. And they cast lots to divide his garments. 
and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And in that region there were shepherds out in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night. And the people stood by watching. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were filled with fear. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. But the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. And this will be a sign for you. While the sun's light failed, the curtain of the temple was torn in two. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths. Then Joseph of Arimathea took down the body of Jesus and wrapped it in a linen shroud. And lying in a manger. And laid him in a rock-hewn tomb. As soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed, handed him over to Pilate. Pilate asked him, He answered him, You say so? Then the chief priests accused him of many things. Pilate asked him again, have you no answer? See how many charges they bring against you? But Jesus made no further reply, so that Pilate was amazed.
Now at the festival, Pilate used to release a prisoner for them, anyone whom they asked. Now a man called Barabbas was in prison with the rebels who had committed murder during the insurrection. So the crowd came and began to ask Pilate to do for them according to his custom. Then he answered them, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he realized that it was out of jealousy that the chief priest had handed Jesus over. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have him release Barabbas for them instead. Pilate spoke to them again. Then what do you wish me to do with this man you call King of the Jews? They shouted back, Crucify him. Pilate asked them, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him. Crucify him. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released Barabbas for them. And after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers led him into the courtyard of the palace, that is the governor's headquarters, and they called together the whole cohort, and they clothed him in a purple cloak, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on him, and they began saluting him. Hail, King of the Jews! They struck his head with the reed, spat upon him, and knelt down in homage to him. After mocking him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and put his own clothes on him. Then they let him out to crucify him.
They compelled a passerby who was coming in from the country to carry his cross. It was Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus. Then they brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided his clothes among them, casting lots to decide what each should take. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge against him read, the king of the Jews. And with him they crucified two bandits, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and saying, Aha, you, you who would destroy, destroy the, the temple, temple and, and build it in three days, days save yourself and, and come down from, from the cross. cross. In the same way, the chief priests, along with the scribes, were also mocking him among themselves and saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross now, so that we may see and believe. And those who were crucified with him also taunted him.
When it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. At three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani. Which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, Listen, Listen he, is he is calling for Elijah. Elijah. And someone ran, filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a stick, and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come down to take him down. Then Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Now when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, Truly this man was God's son. There were also women looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James the younger and of Joseph and Salome. These women used to follow him and provided for him when he was in Galilee. And there were many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem.
When evening had come, and since it was the day of preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a respected member of the council who was also himself waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate wondered if he were already dead, and summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he had been dead for some time. When he learned from the centurion that Jesus was dead, he granted the body to Joseph. Then Joseph brought a linen cloth, and taking down the body, wrapped it in the linen cloth and laid it in a tomb that had been hewn out of a rock. He then rolled a stone against the door of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where the body was laid. Tremble, tremble. 